This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. And I say, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. If you can learn to work and play, and get along with each other. Welcome everybody to Wednesday War Games episode 30. Liam, tell me all about Dirt 5. Oh, um, Dirt 5 is the fifth installment in the award-winning Dirt series. What awards has it won? Uh, Best Vroom. Oh, oh, beating Gran Turismo and Mario Kart. Would you like to know a fun <laughs> is this category in the Vroom Awards? Sure, go on. Best Vroom Acting, awarded to Troy Baker for his role in Dirt 5. One can only assume making the noises of the cars. It'd be the best, though. If he's just like, but no, it's just going to be some dopey cinematic story. Not him pretending to be a car. It would be. It would be much funnier if he was pretending to be a car. That should be like a DLC pack. Just like really famous voice actors doing. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Freeman making car noises. Matt Mercer, like, doing it as if it's some fantasy thing. Just like, vroom, vroom. I did like in that Xbox presentation. It's like, and we got the voices of Troy Baker and Nolan North for our Ooh. dumbass car game that no one plays for a story. Well, there was one dumbass car game that had a good story in recent years. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. No. Uh, it was the one that, like, you could drive, like, literally across all of America. That was probably a Forza. I think it was called The Club. No, oh, that's not a Forza. No, that is not a Forza. What's your favourite Forza? I've never played a Forza. I've never. No, I, I, and by that, of course, I mean, I don't actually mean Forza. I mean driving games. They just are all Forzas to me. It's obviously Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's the only um, good driver. It's the only good racing game. I played that in a cabinet once. Ooh. They have different yeah. things in the cabinet, don't they? Yeah, it's pretty. Fu- it was pretty fun. I like cabinets. I think I'd buy an arcade cabinet. It probably wasn't Mario Kart 8. It was probably the equivalent of Mario Kart 7 at the time, but I played that in a cabinet in Japan. Ooh. It was very small. I was like, and I'm a small boy. And even then, I was like, I, I'm struggling to fit in this Mario Kart card. <laughs> What's your favorite arcade game you've played in an arcade? I've I've been, like properly been in an arcade in a very long time. There was like a Jurassic Park shooter game that I remember that was fun. And that's I've played it. that a few times. Yeah, so there um, you go. Me and a friend, we went to a barcade. Ooh. And um, we were having beers and we played through the entirety of House of the Dead. <laughs> nice. And we just kept put like we must have sunk like forty dollars into that. Game. I was gonna say how much how much would that have cost you? It's you basically paid for a full game. Yeah, we well we did that, and we at the same time we were giving money to our friend to go and buy us more drinks while we were playing. Mm. And it wasn't it was funny like most of the games are like in this central area, but like House of the Dead was just like off to the side near the toilets. So like we were in this like area just by ourselves playing while everyone else was like playing Street Fighter and stuff. Well, I was going to say Space Jam, but that's not what I'm trying to say. Space um, Invaders? No, no, no. That's the, just, oh, this is bad. The basketball game, the arcade one. Uh, NBA Jam. Yeah, NBA Jam. I was going to call it Fire Pro. I was like, that's not what you said. Wait a minute, no. <laughs> Fire Pro Basketball, you know. <laughs> just really good simulated basketball games. Yeah. What was your highlight from the Xbox Live show? Uh, none, really. That was pretty mediocre. Um... I liked the anime game, Bandai Namco, Scarlet, watchmacall Scarlet Nexus, was that the name of it? Um, yeah. That looked cool, and Call of the Sea looked okay, and the rest was like, okay. I'm excited for Yakuza's. Like, well, Yakuza, that was already announced, though. Like, it's yeah, but just, like, that's the first time we got 
like I think that's the first time I got like footage and stuff though. No, there's been footage. It's it's out in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> that game just it's so like it, it, the game is, has been released. It's not a next gen game. Well, I think the thing. The thing is that it was like normally these Yakuza games take like two years to localize, and the fact that it's mm. going to be localized by the time the Xbox Sex is out, and it's the first time it's not exclusive to a PlayStation console as well. So there's that, but and well, and also like it's probably a pretty big get in the fact that PlayStation didn't get to do the announcement. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was like this. This this doesn't feel like a next gen. Sh- this that this felt like the average. Xbox showcase, not just not like we have a new console coming. There was nothing like, whoa, this is the power of the next generation. I think a lot of people were disappointed too because they like this was the Xbox E3 equivalent. Mm. Well, in, in theory, it's only half of it because the first party stuff is in July. Well, aren't they, yeah, I was gonna say, aren't they doing like a monthly thing from this point forward? Yeah, they're basically doing reveals every month through the end of 2020, and like none of the first party that. stuff was in. They should have led with the first party stuff. Come well, on. they said that they said that they, they no, that wasn't ready yet. <laughs> they're like. Nah. <laughs> well, there you go. But, but, uh, you, it's funny. I, I I think Nintendo are the only company that has actually mastered expectations management, because mm-hmm. like going into this stuff, Nintendo are always like, "We're not going to announce a Smash character. Don't even worry about it." And then they're like, "He is a Smash character, you son of a bitch." And yeah, they'll, occasionally they'll lie to you and be like, "We're only talking about games coming out this year," and then they'll be like, "And Breath of the Wild Two is coming." It's like Nintendo. Oh. Oh, Nintendies. Whereas, uh, so Xbox come out there and like, we're going to show you the first gameplay of the next generation. And you look at it and it's like, okay. Everyone's, we're going to show you gameplay from Valhalla. You can find it in between all of the cinematic shots. <laughs> There's like, yeah, two frames of it in there. Well, good job, guys. Um, what do you want to see from the first party announcements? I don't know. As I said, never owned an Xbox. So like, none of the gears and halos will be like wowing me bring back scale bound that's what i want i like scale scale bound. <laughs> i was actually watching a stream and they made a very good scale bound joke where they're like um <laughs> uh, at the start of the stream they will announce scale bound and at the end of the stream they will announce that it's cancelled <laughs> in record time to go with the record <laughs> um the whatever else i think of the innards of the xbox sex oh dear they didn't announce an aw game you were very upset I mean, I didn't actually expect it, but I thought it'd be a fun meme to ask. Hey, hey, Xbox, make an AEW game. I do. I love when people are like, "Hey, AEW, make a game." Like AEW is like freaking video game studio. God damn it! And they're like, "Yeah, we're trying." Okay, <laughs> give us a minute. And like, given they're a company that's a year old, even if they signed a deal to make a video game, like like literally the day they opened. There still wouldn't be an AEW video game for minimum at least two, three years. Yeah, it's going to take a minute. Also, like, you should hope that they're not announcing stuff right now, because if they announce stuff right now, guys that they're about to sign or have just signed won't be in it. Mm. You'll have to pay for Broken Matt Hardy in DLC. You have to pay for The Revolt in DLC. Of course, there's always the worry that people might leave by the time they're released. Kenny Omega won't be in the game. He'll go back to Japan. He signed for, like, three more years. Don't worry about it. I thought it was five. Um, no, like, the Bucks had, like, five-year deals, and then Kenny had one year less. So, yeah, so he has three left. That makes sense. What? <laughs> Do you? I forgot mid-sentence what I was going to say. Um, come, as we head into faux E3, <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you want to see? What is your wish list? Give me your three top three wish lists from Garrett Kidney heading into E3. Top three, E3. Number uh, three. Well, e- E3 is dead, but sure. Uh... I would like Bloodborne 2, because mm-hmm. Bloodborne's cool. 
Um, Nintendo's dead, though, so they they don't even count. Mm. <laughs> because they're not doing anything for June, apparently. I don't know. I, nothing else. Surprise me, video games. Just Give me Bloodborne and Bloodborne surprise me. Two, and that's it. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> we don't nothing. need anything else. Surprise me. Because <laughs> mm. I'm looking forward to Digimon Survive this year. I hope that doesn't get delayed. Mm. It's a Digimon Tactics game. What more could you want in life? It's, it's up there. Mm. You know what I want? To talk about these great wrestling shows? Uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but what do you want before that? Um, announce Devil May Cry 5 versus mode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I want. Just announce a versus mode. You want to fight me in Devil May Cry? Yeah. You got like three more games to catch up. Yes, I, I cannot play Devil May Cry 5 until I play uh, 4 and DMC, the true canonical Devil May Cry game. Old Dante. Every week we talk about AEW Dynamite, <laughs> WWE NXT. Dante's not on these Stupid. shows. Uh, last I wish week, Dante was on this. Actually, he kind of is. He's just Sammy Guevara mixed with Darby Allen. Uh, Sammy Guevara is very much uh, um, DMC Dante, isn't he? Mm. Mm. But it, like with the edge of Darby, if Darby said fuck. <laughs> Darby would let, say that. Let, Darby let Darby say fuck. Taz would never let Darby say such things. We'll get to that. Uh, indeed. Uh, yes, AEW won last week, so we will talk about AEW first this week, which was back live from Daily's Place with the, uh, commentary team of J.R. Tony, uh, Shivani and Excalibur, and you said Tony Khan. Uh, Imagine, he just shows up, hey, was was good. Yes, so we're back to a more traditional, not everyone was there, Lucha Bros weren't there, Hangman wasn't on this show, even though people said he was, I think Tony said he would be there at one stage, but he wasn't here, Pac's still not there, but... It's, it's, and it's an enhanced roster, and you could tell Joy Janela was very much going stir-crazy because he tried very hard in the opening match against Cody. Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to die a little bit. Yeah, it's just, I haven't been able to wrestle for two months, so I'm going to overcompensate for that by trying to die. And he has fancy dick tassels. Mm-hmm, as one does. And he had nice hair. <laughs> his, his quarantine hair, yeah. Which added a layer of the sleeves between the hair, the beard, and the chain. Yeah, like, Joey Janela has a look, and it's working. <laughs> Yes, this was a fun match. He, uh, Cody beat him, but that was a good, fun, competitive match. Lots of fun counters. Cody did his wonky moonsault off of a a barrier, basically. Cody's moonsault is hilarious because it's always like he veers dramatically to the side, but it still works out. Yeah, it's very wonky, but like, does it matter? I did like his um, big mean face after he did it. He's like, hmm. Yeah, I'm determined after my wonky moonsault. Uh, yeah, good match. Good opener. I thought JR was good on the show. I wasn't, which means he's going to be awful next week because those are the laws of JR. But <laughs> I thought JR was good. Joey Janela's a weird one, huh? He's been booked very inconsistently in AEW. Well, it's clear he's not being pushed, but it's also clear they like him. So, like, he's down there, he's doing things with people, like, he's re- working mini programs with uh, freaking Kenny Omega. And he's wrestling Cody on TV. So it's clear, like, they're, they're not like, this guy is bottom of the barrel. We don't want to do anything with him. But it's also like, we're pushing other people at the moment, Joey. So you're just going to be a guy who loses competitively to bigger stars. Mm. But then, like, he'll beat Phoenix out of nowhere. <laughs> and then That was a strange be- one. He'll beat Sean Spears. And then he'll, like, lose a trios enhancement match to Death Triangle. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Though Sean very Spears weird. is also very low on the totem pole. <laughs> Well, you say that, but he's like, got a feud with Cody again? We'll also get to that, unless that was next. No, Nyla Rose was next. Nyla Rose is back. Uh, she destroyed Woo. Kenzie Page. She literally squashed her with a giant swanton bomb. 
Rude. <laughs> it was a literal squash. So yeah. What do you know about Kenzie Page? She was uh, who's apparently only eighteen. Oh. Debuted on national television at eighteen. I'm twenty. I'm going on twenty-eight, and I've achieved nothing in my life. Ten years older than her. No, I, I've been on. I, I, my, the back of my head was on Impact once. So there you there go. You I've go. debuted on national television too. There you go. Take that, Kenzie Page. Uh, I would have only been 25 at the time, though, so there you go. 26? I don't know what I did. 20? Yeah, 25. That makes sense. Well. Uh, yes. Ew. The women's division is back to life, though, so that's nice. It exists, apparently. After it fell off the face of the earth due to coronavirus. <laughs> Britt Baker was the only women's wrestler employed. Hey, they had Cheetah there, too. And Rebel. That's true. These are the only... Uh, it's funny, like people are like, oh, the AEW women's division, they've done nothing. It's like, no one is there. They have two women. <laughs> yeah. Ed Penelope. Well, at least they had people on Dark, didn't they? I don't watch Dark. Does Dark even exist I've, anymore? I, I have not watched a, a, a single solitary second of Dark since it went to Empty Arena. By the way, the, I, this show was in Daily's Place, which is outdoor. And because like we're in May, and this was an outdoor show that started at 8pm Eastern Time, uh, the sun was still out, which I thought yeah. was really nice for the first hour. I don't know why the difference, like the sun being out, made this show feel like much less empty and less claustrophobic. But yeah... All, all uh, empty arena shows should be done in open sunlight. Well, like, it's fun. I've, in general, I feel like this show actually felt a bit more like a real AEW show. Yeah. Like, going into this show, I was actually excited instead of just going, okay, well, it's time to watch AEW with no fans. Well, it still had no fans, but sure. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't have that same kind of dread heading in. So you're happy with them doing live shows in a pandemic. Is that what you're saying, Liam? <laughs> I mean, purely from an aesthetic and viewership point of view. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. We had MJF doing a promo from a green screen where he was clearly hovering over the floor. It was very... It amazing. ruled, though. <laughs> I really wished it had have said um, Matt's Rad's green screen room. Mm. <laughs> that would have been even better. No, this is Matt's rat. Obviously, his uh, his rat has very fancy rooms with the uh, skyline views. This isn't a green screen at all, Liam. Nah, I like it. It's a good promo. Literally, he was literally hovering. It was your every 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 MJF promo of all time. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, but I like him better when he doesn't do like crowd work. That's true. When there is no crowd, he can't do crowd work. Mm. Yeah, we got it. Like Sean Spears is still on the show, which fine. <laughs> I'll accept. I like this promo. It was a pretty good promo where he was like giving out about Cody for Dustin nearly dying last week. Um, but uh, by the way, the the AEW YouTube channel call, uh, called uh, this, this something to the extent of uh, Sean Spears talks about Dustin's Rhodes career. So uh, he's not going to be Rhodes anymore based on the YouTube channel's title. And uh, now he's just um, dust. Yes, or yes, he'll go back to gold dust or dust black, gold. black rain or. Whatever he was in WCW, the artist formerly F, known the as artist, Kafka Goldust. The artist formerly known as Goldust. The, the artist formerly known as Dustin. Uh, yeah, either way. But yeah, Sean Spears, basically Cody left Dustin out to die. And he's selfish. And so, like, you really, really running back Sean feud? Spears and Cody? <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. And maybe they're going to go Spears-Dustin. But, like, that, that was my first thought. It's like, oh, he's talking about Dustin. That's going to be the next program. But then he, he focused the vast majority of this promo on Cody. He, he quickly pivoted off Dustin. So, like... I don't know. Maybe he's going to feud with the co- the Rhodes. Yeah. That's going to how they introduce his tag partner. Who, who will be? Um, who got fired recently? Zack Ryder. EC3. Ugh. 
Of course, this that can't happen until July anyway. But Spears and MJF then uh, did a little promo deal at ringside, so could be could just be MJF. But they've been doing that for like like since the start of this. They've had MJF Please. and Spears like bet together. So they could do, they could do MJF and Spears against the Rhodes brothers. That would make some degree of sense. I really feel like MJF was going to go against Mox though. Well, MJF is facing Jungle Boy at Double or Nothing, which sure. It's not a real show. It's not a real pay per view. Don't worry about it. They could have at least done something to make that match make sense. Just do like Wardlow and 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 him versus War versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Uh, yeah, but Ward, did you see Wardlow's tan this week? <laughs> that yes. man went all in on his tan this week. He was he was rather orange. <laughs> it is War, okay. What do you want from him? It's his War paint. It's true. Tanner. John Moxley defeated Kazarian in a. What was a very gentleman's three wrestling match? It was like one of those like this is a perfectly respectable wrestling match between two professional wrestlers, and it's just like, yeah, it's fine. It went long. Like I like the match and I like Kaz and it was fun to see these two actually interact, but mm. also sixteen minutes was too long. Uh, far too long. And they were like Kazarian uh, has no history as a singles wrestler. It's like dude was X Division champion multiple times. You guys don't back acknowledge off. that company, okay? This is a dub. We only acknowledge we only acknowledge New Japan and Shimmer. Excalibur did multiple times mention, I suppose, that he, he was a singles champion in other companies and only recently became a more tag team focused wrestler. Uh, though he was a tag team focused wrestler all the way back in two thousand four with uh, Michael Shane. So there you go. Uh, but yes, multiple time X Division champion, very accomplished singles professional wrestler Frankie Kazarian, former PWG champion. Come on, Excalibur. Yeah, that's that's your land, Excalibur. You should be like, whoa, we back down, Jim Ross. Kazarian, <laughs> we get a, a big Jim Ross Excalibur feud. Yeah, where Kazarian is 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 the the crux of it, of course. Then we got a cool angle that I liked. Uh, yes, we were speculating as to who would face John Moxley at Double or Nothing. The answer is Brody Lee. You know the thing is, I was thinking like, there's really no one else that you can do against him if you actually want to sell pay per views. <laughs> yeah, because like I think in retrospect, it was gonna be Park. Mm-hmm. It really feels like it was going to be Park and him at Double or Nothing. But, like, we can't have Park because he's in another country, assumedly. Um, we can't do MJF because... <laughs> we can't not, do that's, Cody. That's not a we can't do Kenny. So, like, we can't do Jericho, who's, like, the the next top guy to them. Brody? And Brody, uh, Brody Mox is one I'm, I'm kind of fine with them blowing off on a short-term feud. It's like that's not I, I, like a big thing I was looking forward to. So, but like, do you have? But it's also Brody a respectable lose? pay-per-view main event. Uh, you kind of have to. Yeah, but it's like it feels so weird to just have him lose here. But then you either have him win, which I think bad, or lose on bullshit, which is probably even worse again. I mean, like I'm not agreeing with it, but I'm just saying having him like is kind of a weird corner to back yourself into. Mm. Yeah, but the angle itself is really good. Yes, they beat uh, his minions attacked. Uh, then SU tried to make the save, but also got laid out. Then he came out, beat up John Moxley. They're like, give me a title shot. Give me a title shot. And Mox is like, oh, you just have to ask. You didn't have to beat me up, you jerk. <laughs> it's a pretty good promo by Brody, too. <laughs> yes, so he's wearing his full Vince McMahon suit as well. This was the most Vince McMahon suit he's worn so far. I'm very glad that they kept the continuity of him telling the minions to start dressing up. And now they are wearing mm. button ups and ties. They look very respectable now. They're decent minions. Well, now they look like... They don't look like dopes. <laughs> the dork order no more. 
Dork ordered no more indeed. So yeah, that's our double or nothing main event. Brody Lee will face John Moxley for the AW World Heavyweight Championship. As I said, that's the that's uh, that's the right balance between something I don't mind them giving away, but also something that has to be a pay per view main event in front of nobody. I think it'll be a pretty good like. I assume they'll have a brawl and it'll be really fun. Yeah, one would hope. Hopefully, it's better than the Kazarian match. Yeah, I I think it will be. Uh, Brandy Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes is a <laughs> really good promo. And I'm like, why did you do that bullshit Nightmare Collective stuff? When, like, she cuts this really good promo on Jake Roberts and, like, just sit her straight to camera. And she's one of the better promos in the company. And have her do mystical bullshit where she's cutting hair. And fair enough, it it did bring Mel in. So, you know, net positive on the whole. Pull one out for Mel. Where is Mel? Mel should have just attacked Brandy. Mel should join Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. (gasps) That would actually be kind of a cool little thing. There you go. Jake Roberts is Mel's manager? Yeah. I'm into Mel's this. like, you abandoned me, so I joined Jake, and now I'm going to weirdly hump you in the We'll get to that in a second. And now I'm going to smack a bitch up. Yeah. Mel, that's a, that is her theme song. It's <laughs> no one has heard her theme song. <laughs> with an exclamation mark for the I and bitch, so it's, it's obviously a, a, a child-friendly theme song. <laughs> yeah brandy really good promo what's she doing doing nonsense i hope um see like i like her with qt and dustin mm-hmm. but and i hope like she can actually cut some promos for them like in along this manner if they ever get into an actual feud that's about them and not just about cody true cody does have a horrible habit of sending his friends and family out to die well they said that qt wanted this one sure like they established that he Asked for this because he wanted to defend Dustin Rhodes' honor, his tag team partner. And then he also got killed. Do you remember what their tag name is? The the natural the natural marshals the natural disaster <laughs> natural nightmares. There we go. Got yeah, their name. Yeah, we got there. <laughs> uh, Lance Archer defeated QT Marshall in a match. You were giving out about Lance Archer against Dustin being too long. Lance Archer against QT Marshall should never. In the history of the world, go through a commercial break. Oh, how you have turned on QT Marshall. <laughs> QT Marshall should never, ever, ever go through a commercial break with Lance Archer. It's just not a thing that should happen. And Jake was back. Yes, Jake was back. He was wearing a mask. For like three seconds before he took it off. Yes, he immediately removed Well, he, he lowered it. He did not remove it, I guess. But yeah, this man is way too long. What are they doing? Hmm. But alas... After the match, which was more um, important. Jake whipped his snake out. Jake whipped his snake out in multiple ways. Um, mm. <laughs> in multiple uh, ways? What's the other way? Well, the way he weirdly hovered over Brandy and dry humped her. <laughs> this is probably the other way. I don't like live animals in wrestling. Uh, he stepped on the snake's does, the tail. Does snake, do snakes have tails or is it just the end of a snake? <laughs> it stepped on the snake's foot. Yes, the foot of the snake. Whatever whatever you call the, the end of a snake, Jake accidentally stepped on it. It's, yeah, the butt. Is it a butt? Is it a foot? Is it a tail? It could be so many things. It's spine. <laughs> it could also be a spine. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, the, he, the Jake Shaw dropped the, the snake over Brandy. Brandy's I like, never Whoa. understood this, man. Like, it's so stupid. Like, it's not like the snake's going to eat the person. Like, it, like, who cares? Oh, you got a slimy snake on me, and then you took it off me, and I'm fine. Snakes this, are this scary, gimmick was, Liam. This gimmick was always stupid. What about when the snake actually bit Randy Savage? That was the only time it was good. <laughs> uh, they should always have the snake actually bite somebody. Because the most, the most, I assume this snake was defanged, so. 
which is also bad. <laughs> I would, I would hope, yeah, uh, if you're going to use a snake in this environment, I would hope the snake was defanged, but... Like, don't use live animal, like... <laughs> well, at, at least I thought there, we were there past was no pyro stage, man. and no people to scare the snake, unlike yeah, the freaking... <laughs> but then it got stepped on. <laughs> that, yes, the snake did get stepped on. I'm like, I thought we were at the stage in wrestling where we, we were overusing live animals. He's Jake the Snake Roberts, Liam. What's he gonna do? Get, have a gun called a snake and just shoot people. This is you always go back to shooting. I think everything should be a shoot. Oh, we'll talk about that on NXT. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it was a I it was a good little the squash match was way too long. But the, the spider, the, I like the snake. Uh, aside um, from the animal abuse aside, <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a lot of confusion about where Cody was during this segment. If you were paying attention on Twitter, he said he was in the shower. And in fairness, they also brought up on commentary that you have to take a golf cart from the, the locker rooms to the arena. Like, they, they, they covered it. So, like, Cody not only posted a tweet beforehand being like, I'm about to jump in the shower, but also on commentary, they expressly mentioned that Cody is likely in the locker room where you have to take a golf cart to get all the way over to the actual building. So, there you go. Cody was busy. He was. They should have had off. Cody run out in a towel, <laughs> like with wet hair. Though realistically, Cody should have learned his lesson because this is not the first time he was in the shower while some, one of his friends was being attacked. Yeah, he probably should showers. be watching Cody, more attentively. Shower after the show. <laughs> You're an EVP. Shower after QT Marshall has wrestled. Yeah. Shower after your friend is going in to die. Taz and, uh, went up to Darby Allen and he's like, "Hey, you all got my guidance?" And Darby's like, "Nah." I really like that they're just going to have all these dudes have their, like, mini stables. <laughs> yeah, with Taz and his shoot stable. Taz, so Taz, Darby, Joey? No. <laughs> okay, sorry, I was trying to pitch a Taz stable, man. Uh, like, because, like, Joey has his, like, mini thing with private party going on. Does he, or was that just a one-time thing because they needed a trio to lose the death triangle? Probably a bit of both, but then everybody disappeared, so you can't really tell. I mean, they were there on this show. They were in the crowd. They didn't acknowledge That's anything. That's true. Uh, Taz, Taz, last time he managed somebody on television was Samoa Joe in 2009. And that ruled, so this should be fine. <laughs> Did it rule? <laughs> no, that was a joke. Oh, yeah. But, uh, well, Darby already has the face paint, so he can't get the, the, the horrible face paint. He already, he already has that. I'd like, like, um, like Tully has, like, Sean, you know, in kind of a sleek deal. Arn mm. is the Nightmare Collective family, whatever. And now Taz is just gonna have like all the misfits. <laughs> He's gonna have like, that's my go- that's what I want him. I want him to have like all the degenerates. Have have him have Darby, have him have Janella, have him have Chris. That's... Chris Statlander. Huh? Really? I guess yeah, I would have. I would put her at the degenerate. Well, she's an alien, but that's not a degenerate. aliens are inherently degenerates. Wow, <laughs> Garrett going hard against intergalactic relations. Damn right. <laughs> um, Pineapple Pete Yes, who is facing Chris Jericho next week And that rules so hard uh, Yeah Yeah, I honestly Darby doesn't fit with Taz, this shouldn't go anywhere Yeah, it's weird But hey, maybe this is just going to be a thing That Taz is going to bring someone into feud with Darby Feeling disrespected Yeah, as much as you want this Taz stable like Darby and Taz is just, that, that doesn't work those, those two people don't go together Who do you put with Taz then, if they do do a feud with Darby. Death Triangle. <laughs> Taz will be the manager of Death Triangle. Is there anyone? I don't know. I'm very confused. Uh, it feels like they, bring... they're preparing for a bunch of people just to come in out of nowhere. <laughs> like, like if you if you had like Jeff Cobb, 
that would be a good Taz person because suplex boy. Mm. Who else is who else is a suplex boy on the AEW roster? They don't have many of them. They need more suplex boys. I think we always need more suplex boys. That's Maybe true. he will um, manage. Who's that dude? The, the jobber that we like. Uh, Lee Johnson. Lee, yeah, Lee. Maybe you'll manage Lee Johnson, who was not on this show. It was very upsetting. Yeah, neither was the War Dog. You know, wrestling capacity. He was. He was in the background. Yeah, but I, he's not a background player. All right. Listen, standing, me looking mean in the background is one of the very limited roles in which Wardlow excels. Actually, we did. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I like the way you started moving on before then immediately getting upset. We started. We got our first. Um, our first interaction in any capacity between Kenny Omega and the War Dog on this show. It's happening. Did, did we? Yeah. As um, Kenny was walking through the crowd, MJF told the War Dog to watch him. Oh, right. Yeah. So, you know, the seeds have been sown. For for all out four. In, Triple in, or nothing. <laughs> Triple or nothing in two, two years when War Dog has <sighs> run through the AEW roster and only Kenny can take him down. Kenny's the world champ. Defending the no, War Dog. War Dog is world champ. War Dog is dominant world champ for years. Kenny's been injured for a year, and he went to New Japan to wrestle in a, in a G1, and he beat Kotra in the main event of the Tokyo Dome, and now he's back to face the War Dog. To save AEW from the, the, the brutal reign of the War Dog. I'm so into this. This is my TEW game. Uh, next week, MJF returns to action. Brody Lee faces Christopher Daniels. Best friends face Jurassic Express. Hikaru Shida versus Penelope Ford versus Dr. Britt Baker versus Chris Santlander, which I assume is a number one contendership match. Did they say that expressly? Um, no, they said it, had, it would have implications. It would have implications. So it's a number one contenders match. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. Ooh. Which is sure, surely, surely is the main event. <laughs> sure, surely should give um, Pineapple Pete him, like, his opportunity to get his job. Uh, Pineapple Pete should go over. That's, that's he really like. Oh, Matt Hardy costs him. Pineapple Pete rolls him up. Yeah, that would work. Jericho's third ever loss in the AEW to Pineapple Pete. Yes, there's Scorpio Sky, John Moxley, and Pineapple Pete. Yeah, Who would have predicted it? So into the then Pineapple Pete gets an AEW title shot at All Out. Yeah, and then the War no, Dog no, attacks him. <laughs> takes his part, and then that's the start of the War Dog reign. Mm. Uh, which brings us to our main event in which uh, the sex gods Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara defeated Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy in a street fight this match is awesome (laughs) this match legitimately is the first time in two months I've unreservedly had fun watching pro wrestling four and a half baby (laughs) like it's the first time that I've sat there and watched something and my brain hasn't been like imagine if there was a crowd Yeah, it helped that they were like backstage where you had a bunch of people going whoa, whoa, like it gave Someone them atmosphere. Too many people crowd. going whoa, whoa, but yes, yeah, they were all tested. It's fine, um, including the children, I'd imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, this match was so much fun. So this much, is so it, much. It reminded fun. me of like um, Jeff Hardy and Umaga. <laughs> yeah, like that's the vibe I got watching it, and I was like, I'm really into this. And then there was a bunch of really crazy spots, which Garrett will now break down one after the other. Uh, Sammy Guevara got hit by a golf cart in what was just like uh, no whoa, 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 not a golf cart oh well what was it, it was Tra- was a transportation it cart alright because there's no golf involved it was not a used the for the explicit purpose of golf what golf course right. was around huh well that's Jacksonville I assume there's like a golf course within like two miles of anywhere <laughs> fair uh, but yes the, the bump Sammy took for that golf cart shot was like 
one of the most amazing things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Kenny took like a dangerous looking moonsault. <laughs> yes, Kenny climbed to the top of a crane and well, it, in fairness, it was dangerous in theory, but like in terms of the catch, he landed oh, as gracefully as you humanly Hager possibly could. Saved that man. Like, but like the thing is that he didn't do any jump; he just fell and flipped. So like yeah. I was like, oh my god, Kenneth. <laughs> But as I said, that was one of the better catches for a dive because, like, he he literally just they caught him. They just caught him instead of you know him bashing his knee off the floor or something. It probably helps just, when that's one of your bosses jumping onto it, you. It, it does, and when you have Chris Jericho there to catch, I'd imagine he is a very experienced pro. Well, that, I'm giving that to Hager, man. He like fully caught everything on him. Well, he's gigantic. You would expect him to. He basically like picked him up into a power slam and fell. Yeah. Matt Hardy changed gimmicks three times. <laughs> yes, he hit a splash off a ladder through a table before they went to the madness. Inner Circle one. Yes. This this match this match ruled. Like like yeah. legit as I said, this is the first time I've had unreserved fun since we've had empty arena wrestling shows. It's the best match in forever. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. You'll have you'll, it's just so much fun. This match is so much fun. It's silly and stupid, and they do cool stuff. And it's just it's wrestling. This is like I I went on that rant somewhat facetiously at the end of last week's show, but I re- I like I really mean it. I miss wrestling, and this uh, like empty arena stuff just isn't wrestling. And this mm. felt like wrestling, and I was happy for a while. Um, there's a lot of really cool moments. One of my mm-hmm. uh, underrated moment was Santana and Ortiz running from opposite sides of the pitch <laughs> <laughs> to save Jericho from taking a one wing angel. I understand that they're they're waiting in the wings. Jericho led them there. It's the master plan. Um, I like that in a circle they're just straight up using the shield bomb now. <laughs> like it's not even just a feud with Mox; they're just straight up doing it. <laughs> yeah, all five of them too, because they're they're better than the shield. Five is better than three. That's true. Um, that's why Big Joe is going to come in and save John, and they're going to do Show and John versus <laughs> the inner circle. Joe and John against Sammy and Jericho, and the, the, the all-out main event. We have a lot. I'll of give that a. Main f- I'll go full five on that. For real. <laughs> Sammy and Roman would rule. Jericho hits the Judas effect after he was told there was a minute left on TV. <laughs> that was like the one. That was like the one low point. Was just Jericho going, "Wait, there's a minute. All right, <laughs> then, hey guys, because we were planning to do something, they just elbow him and wins." Listen, it's it's live TV. They got a real cool pose with the inner circle logo on the scoreboard. I, I'm slightly disappointed they didn't brawl into the stadium itself and start fighting. I think the pitch, that's literally yes. what, they, what they were about to do when they realized they had a minute left. Mm. He's going to beat him in like the middle of the pitch, mm. which would have been a nice visual, but alas. Um, and they all I like how the inner circle pose is just them flipping us all off. <laughs> yeah, they're mean, and, and they have a cool logo. They do have a cool logo. This match, I like this match so much. This match made me happy. Mm. This match made me feel joy for the first time in so long. <laughs> wow, and that's not even just because of Corona. <laughs> just in general. Yes, just in general. My my empty joyless life mm-hmm. has been fulfilled for a brief moment by Alright, NXT. Um <laughs> For a show that was meant to be like takeover level, this show sucked. I mean <sighs> I liked some things. There was so little to this show. We'll go, we'll go bit by bit. Gargano defeated Dominic Dijakovic in a perfectly fine, if a little, a little long, long opener. Yes. Um, Gargano got rid of his theme. Mm. He now has, like, anime adventure music. Who doesn't love anime adventure music? His gimmick is that he is a My Wife guy now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found out, finally, what the answer to 
TJGW is. Uh, oh, yes. And I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Ooh, go ahead. The Johnny Gargano way. <laughs> I liked us thinking it was an I and going, <laughs> or like, what was it? We thought it was Tomas- tonight, Johnny's going to win. Which is probably better than the Johnny Gargano way. Um, I like that even though he's a my, my wife guy now, um, mm-hmm. Candace still wears the Tonight Johnny's Gonna Win, like, the, the Johnny Gargano Away shirt. Yeah. Still about him. Um, his gear isn't as good as his normal gear. This match was pretty good, but alright, but long. Candace is, uh, is not as good a hype woman for Johnny as Johnny is a hype man for Candace. Yeah. Come on, Candace. You can, you can, you can give him more than that. He gives you everything. He lets you eat first. Yeah. What more do you want? Mummy eats first. <laughs> Akira Tozawa defeated Jack Alger in a really short match. Like, the, what, what was there was fine, but, like, it was just over. And I'm just yeah. like... Like, the first couple matches in this tournament were really good, and now they're getting no time at all, and it's just like, all right. I think it's because they're bored with them already. <laughs> this is why they don't do round-robin tournaments, is because they get bored halfway through. It's not even halfway through. They did a, a good first couple matches, and now they're just completely... Just burning it off. It's just like, we need to get these matches out. Uh, four minutes, go. Uh, Tozawa is a jobber on Raw and a big winner on NXT. Well, Shane Thorne is a jobber on NXT and a big winner on Raw. So, so really, there's uh, inconsistencies everywhere. No, Brendan Vick is a big winner on Raw. I'd like to think it's just passive aggressiveness between Triple H and Heyman, who are just that like, would oh, actually these are make your it prospects. interesting if the subtext was that they were like taking shots at each other. By squashing each other's prospects. Yeah, yeah, Ricochet, big NXT prospect. Oh, Ricochet. Don't even mention Ricochet. It makes me upset. Chelsea Green defeated Jia Lee. Apparently the Elias Jia Lee thing is still going. <laughs> we wanted it. Like, they brought it back. They ended it. And now it's just still going. The match was utterly pointless. There's no reason. It, it existed solely so Jia Lee could come out and distract. Uh, or so Elias could come out and distract Jia Lee. Well, I hate uh, stuff Ch- like this. Chelsea Green just does the I'm Prettier because it has a fun name with her, the I'm Prettier. Like, Which, in no... fairness, very good pun. Very good pun, but, like, she doesn't hit it very good. She doesn't hit it very good. She should work on that. But this match, like, I hate matches that exist solely for some dumbass. Like, that's, ugh, that's, that's stupid. <laughs> and the Robert Stone brand is expanding. Um, so was it, did they, did they tease Aliyah was joining or was it just something to do with Aliyah or Jaya Lee? I don't even know. Well, they, they acknowledged on commentary that I think Mario literally said <laughs> the Robert Stone brand is expanding. He may well have. I don't listen to Mario. That's my problem. <laughs> um, Velveteen Dream promo. I still don't really want to talk about Velveteen Dream. <laughs> oh, well, we'll just leave until the main event. Um, yeah. oh God, next. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> show, there's nothing on. I really this episode of NXT was terrible. Carrying Cross and Scarlet, just Scarlet, I believe, not Scarlet Bordeaux. You can't get past Carrying Cross. Uh, listen, if if I can't say the word Carrying Cross without you laughing, this show is doomed. Okay, I re- okay, um. I'm going to defend the entrance. Uh, you are a big fan of Jimmy Fallon's lip sync battle. And thus, <laughs> you really loved the entrance. Okay. In theory. Carrying Cross. In theory, 
Uh-huh. The entrance is sound. Mm-hmm. But when Scarlet is, like, doing cartoonishly bad limp-syncing to it, it she just... She would not win an episode of Lip Sync Battle. I felt so bad for her. It's so stupid. Like, just let... Th- I, I, hope that cu- I hope that bit's cut. Like, they just don't do that bit from now on. Like, just have them walk out and do the same entrance. I even liked having the smoke in the ring. I thought it was cool. But it's a wrestling match. Hey, who cares? We don't care about wrestler safety. That's true. Uh, if they had an audience for this, it might have worked. Mm. I thought it was really funny after they were done and they were posing in the ring and like the, the music stopped and there was just no reaction. <laughs> just dead silence to it all. And it's just, oh no. I felt and like, bad. You know, Scarlet doing the lip syncing, if that's a long term thing and the crowd starts singing along. Well, the, the lyrics are literally on the screen. That You know that that's the intention. But there's nobody there. So what are you doing it now for? Just leave them. Oh, Scarlet. Scar- just Scarlet. She's no longer Bordeaux, apparently. It, it was really funny to me that, like, Triple H really likes Poppy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I need a Poppy on my show <laughs> every week. So we're going to turn Scarlet into my Poppy. <laughs> Triple H's own personal Poppy. That's that's what it felt like to me. Like, when she, like, because when Poppy was doing, like, her performances, like, half the time they'd be in black and white, and then, like, they did the black and white entrance. So I was just like, she's just, it's just NXT Poppy. She should start doing Io Shirai's theme. Oh, and, like, her not theme, but, like, they clearly wanted it to be a theme theme. They should, they should have, um, Scarlet come out with everybody who has an interest theme that has words, and she should just, just lip sync them all. She just does karaoke. That's her gimmick. She's just standing in, like, the first row behind the barricade, just singing people's songs. Which, by the way, uh, which is... Uh, Asuka did that on Raw, so clearly. Oh, um, more shots in the Heyman uh, uh, Triple H battle, clearly. This match uh-huh. ruled, though. <laughs> oh, Kari, he hit two, two Doomsday Saitos and then the cross jacket, and he won. Yeah, it, sick. Good cross shit. Is, cross is a very enjoyable wrestler until he has to have a wrestling match longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> Maybe that's the key, though. Just never have him do that. Because, like, he basically did everything he does in all of his matches in this match. You know what? Why can't they just do that? Why can't they just make Carry On Cross have sub-five-minute matches every time? Even if he main events. Have a a semi-main that is, like, the big match that you want people to... And then just have a five-minute main event. I don't think main events inherently need to be these 20-minute epics that every show does. Tell that to New Japan. (laughs) <laughs> that's gonna be my response to every one of your complaints about match length from now on. I, it's just like I well, would tell them if they were Japan. having shows. Uh, well, like there, there's the argument that you have to give people value for money, especially on shows they're paying. That's what I'm saying. You do that, but do that in your mm. semi-main. Have Gargano and I was gonna say Andrade, but he's not there anymore. Gargano and Real Mendoza go 18 minutes in the semi-main and have a banger, and then just have like a five-minute match that's based on popularity and based on stardom and based on this like this entrance this entrance is literally my point <laughs> well in theory you could argue that's what w have been doing with brock lesnar for quite a while and with rapidly declining viewership yeah well the matches are good uh io shirai speaking of not good uh defeated uh, defeated charlotte by disqualification I was really mad about this <laughs> oh the, the finish is just like one of those things where i'm just like fuck you because it was going good i was really into it 
it was like a perfectly solid match that was building up and then she just hits it with a kendo stick and I'm just like fuck you for wasting my time just and there are people like oh the point is to get heat on Charlotte that's not how this works anymore everyone knows what's happening here the heat goes on the company if you fail to deliver a match that you advertised it's not on Charlotte for getting disqualified on purpose nobody thinks like that anymore this isn't 1985 the heat goes on the company because they they, they willingly ripped you off and like Charlotte can beat Io Shirai like Io Shirai is not this super protected act Charlotte can beat her Io Shirai has lost three title matches yeah, it's it's fine if Charlotte wins. It's not like Io is this person with tons of momentum. Char- just have Charlotte beat her. Mm. And oh. then Rhea. Rhea's return was such a dot. <laughs> you, know, you know my favorite thing about it was? What? When Rhea and Io were going backstage, and they were walking backstage, and Rhea just keeps going, Shut up! <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up! Because <laughs> Io kept shouting at her in Japanese, and Rhea's like, No, stop talking! Shut up! <laughs> that ruled. God, when we were talking about like there's certain things you shouldn't do in empty arena shows, run-ins like Rhea's is one Returns of those things. and run-ins. Yeah. Where she just comes out to no reaction. She doesn't even like hit a big move or something. She doesn't get her theme song, which I don't know why she like it it, it, it was because made even worse that she stomp. didn't get her theme. <laughs> She'd have to do the stomp. If yes, she does that's the why theme, she, she has to do the stomp. We've established that she doesn't care about the people she's running into save. Mm. Which I, it would actually be better if that was like long-term NXT lore. That every time she makes a save, she does her dumbass stomp. It would be kind of funny. But no, she doesn't even have a theme song. She just comes out. I think she hits like a forearm or two before Charlotte, Charlotte bails. And that's it. That's the big Rhea Ripley return for the first time in six weeks since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Everything about this was bad except the match, which was fine until the finish, which was terrible. I actually liked the match until the finish. Yeah, they were just getting going. They were just getting to the good stuff. And you're like, oh, kendo stick. I'm like, screw you. Screw you for wasting my time. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you're right. <laughs> yeah, Kushida, Jake Atlas, perfectly fine, solid match. But it was, again, three minutes long. <laughs> it was a pretty good little three-minute sprint, though. It was, which was all the more further because both of the, even the Tazawa and uh, Gallagher match was good for what it was, but what it was was a three minute match. And like, I want Best of the Super Juniors. Best of the Super Juniors just cancelled this week. You could make up for it by having Kushida have cool matches with Jake Atlas, but you only you rush right through them because, God forbid, we need so much on this damn television show. How many matches? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on this two hour show because that's good formatting. Remember when Takeovers had four matches <laughs> on a two-hour show? Uh, before we... Uh, actually, no, exactly. Like, are we done with this? We're done with this. Cool. Um, are you ready? Finn Balor's going to reveal who attacked him, like we were promised last week. Uh-huh. Oh. He doesn't know is the answer. Finn Balor didn't reveal who attacked him. Oh, I hate Finn. Finn is like, you're going to get the push, but it's not going to be a push. It's going to be a squash. And I'm like... Yeah. I thought all the snakes were the, were the people backstage. In the office, I use insider terms. Pew pew bullet club. For 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 life. I'm just like you know he's so one step cringy. away from being like doing a CM Punk. And you know what? When they fired Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Oh, I hate everything. This show sucked. I hated this show so much. Do they have they signed anyone who's like yet to debut who can be the Finn attacker? Uh, I think it's Cross. Surely it's Cross, right? But he's doing Champa. Is he doing Champa? Oh, he is doing Champa. I forgot. Champa is one of those people who disappears off the show, and I forget he exists. But yes, he did attack Champa. So, like, um, who, are they going to bring someone down to NXT? 
Well, they teased the feud with Cameron Grimes. We'll get that that in a second. Yeah, but Cameron um, admitted to not attacking him. Or maybe that's just a classic misdirect. Maybe he was he was attacked by the people the the kidnapping Lucha Ninjas. <sighs> it was El Hero del Fantasma. Maybe it was Drake Maverick. Maybe it was Drake. Trying to secure his job. Um, yeah, well, there's no one that pops out here that I'm like, yeah, it's definitely that. Who else got signed in the Thatcher class? Uh, it's just gonna be Walter. <laughs> Walter. <laughs> that would make him. sense. <laughs> so, no, it wasn't? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Was, you know, we'll, 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 some Undisputed Era dope. It'll probably, it'll probably be Bobby Fish. You'll feud with Bobby Fish. <laughs> him and Ruddy would be cool. It would actually be funny if it was Undisputed Era and it's like, we took you out because we're perfectly fine facing Velveteen Dream. We didn't want to face you. <laughs> but perfectly validating, just validating, validating Bella's points the entire time that he's like the only real star here. Which is kind of true, even though his promos are the worst. Uh, sorry, have you seen Carry On Cross's entrance? So many things. Cameron Grimes defeated Denzel Dijournet. There you go. I can't say words. I've given up on this show. I do like that Grimes' entire thing is he just he tries to hit his stomp as fast as he can. Yeah, it does rule. And then he um cut a pr- like a pretty good promo. Let Trevor talk. Yeah, let Trevor talk. I'd like he went for a stomp. He got suplexed a couple times. Then he hit a stomp. It's like yeah. Apparently Denzel Dijonet uh, faced Seth Rollins on Raw. I did. And yeah, it's like he's getting clearly, big opportunities lately. Clearly, uh, another shot in the Heyman Triple H war. Yes, it's just uh, squashing people. Cameron Grimes is better than Seth Rollins, is what we're saying here. I mean, did Seth beat him in 25 seconds? I don't know, I didn't watch it. Yeah, so they're clearly setting up a Finn versus Trevor Lee short-term program. We'll see. It's next week. Uh, Oh, it is next week, so it's ultra short-term, yes. It's it's an NXT TV program. (laughs) Which is a two-week program, yeah. It's a Cameron Grimes program, actually. (laughs) Two weeks weeks with Johnny, two weeks with Keith. Two weeks mm. with Kushida. And yeah, two another two-week program will be blown off next week when Imperium face Riddle and Thatcher for the tag titles. That match is going to fuck, though. It might. I don't trust any empty arena match anymore. I trust the NXT tag division. Nothing in this world, if there's one thing that can't fail me, it's the NXT tag division. Big fan of the Forgotten Sons. Uh, no, they are on the SmackDown tag division. Yes, but they weren't. Adam Cole defeated Velveteen Dream. In a match that was like 10 minutes, they sure got this out of the way quick. Well, see, the thing is, it sure felt like they were blowing off Dream as quick as they could. But then, like, the last line of this show show was Mauro being like, And Dream certainly isn't done by with Undisputed Era by a long shot. I think that was them hedging their bets. (laughs) I'd much rather get Dexter Loomis against Adam Cole. Is that going to be a program? Dexter Loomis against Adam Cole? (laughs) Hey man, Dexter Loomis only pretends to be a creep. I did enjoy that the Undisputed Era made a That was run a good joke, just... fuck you, man. <laughs> Sidestep that joke, that was like, that was good comedy. Uh, I liked him when he crawled out from under the ring while they were trying to do a run. And it scared them. He's like <laughs> yeah. the boogeyman. I would understand, you're like, haha, we're doing a run. Oh no, it's Dexter Loomis, but then ref bump. And then it just became your dumbass NXT main event with ref bumps, false finishes, and... Cole won. Mm-hmm. I hated this episode. This episode dream was over. terrible. Dream over indeed. Dream over for Velveteen Dream. Oh, Dream uh, over maybe permanently. We'll find out. When Mauro, any near fall in this match, Mauro was like, Oh, and it's Dream of now! Mauro and JR back again. Hey, JR was good this week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he mentioned Okada at one point. 
He did. He's like, people were like, uh, where is the Kenny Omega that wrestled Okada? He's right here. He also called him the best match machine, <laughs> which just which really is- irked me. <laughs> That's that's just the match is a synonym for bout. What's your problem? Yeah, I don't like it. Okay, best bout machine flows is <laughs> a reason it was used. Best match machine. There you go. <laughs> no, it works. It works perfectly well. No it fits in the theme song. I hate it so much. I'm gonna call him the best match machine from now on because he did have the best match of the week, didn't he, Liam? What was your match of the week? See, Segway professional. Uh, carry on. <laughs> I will end your life. <laughs> Um, that might actually be my second favourite, but, um, yeah. Big Ken does it again. The best wrestler in the world in the year 2020. Pretty undisputedly as well. In the world for, like, last four years, but yeah, sure. Uh, probably not last year, though. Last year, you know. Will kind of ran away with it last year. <laughs> mm. Will had too many good matches. Curse you, Will. Uh, show of the week, Liam. Ooh. You didn't give me your best match, Garrett. <laughs> which best match? Uh, yes, it was also the AEW Dynamite main event, which was oh, my favorite good, match good, in a long good, time. Good, 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 good. Um, I'm gonna have to vote with our financial overlords. AEW. Oh yes, we're being paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> this is why they win. People. That's why we don't have ads seriously. anymore. We're getting the big bucks now. Yes. Also, uh, AEW, I really did not like NXT at all. I thought it was a terrible wrestling show. And that brings us, especially for like something that was meant to be like a takeover level, something that was meant like a big promoted show, and it just absolutely stunk on every level. Mm. Um, it's very true. Uh, yes. Poll, 79%, 21%, but 67 votes to AEW. So that's Someone a Someone asked me like last week... Oh. And they said, has NXT ever won the poll? And I was like, I don't think so. I think it came super close once, where it was like 51-49. I know it's had like three wins on the show, but I don't think it's ever won the poll. No, the the people clearly, they're speaking with their Twitter. If you would like to vote in the poll, of course, you can follow us. If you're a member of the WWE Universe. Yes, if, if you feel this every week is an injustice to NXT, you can vote. You can go to Wargames Do Pod it. and Twitter and vote. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Garrett and you can follow Liam on Twitter at Larrikin. For now. You can listen to uh, all your favourite AEW coverage with Everything Elite if you want more in your podcast feed. You can also listen to Shake Them Ropes for WWE television coverage. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye. Um, also, to ruin Garrett's goodbye, uh, you can listen to Wrestling Omakase, which I'll be on eventually. Hey, John. Hi, John. <laughs>